Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. This past Thursday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, commonly called the stock market, took a tumble of record proportions, tumbled to the point that many are now saying we are once again in a recession. The next day, Friday, the S&P, the Standard & Poor, one of the three major credit rating agencies, downgraded the federal government's credit rating for the first time in 70 years. Our country has just come off the heels of a fierce and terrible dispute over a thing called the debt ceiling. The entire world watched on in anxiety as our government tried to come up with some sort of a compromise that would allow the federal government to cancel debts and continue to operate. The entire thing, it seems, stems from a problem of our government owing as much, if not more, than it takes in revenue in a given year. There are vastly different ideas of how to solve this problem. Cut government spending, increase taxes, create new industries, create new jobs. Some say we need to blow the whole thing apart and start over. It is heated, it is ugly, it is dysfunctional. Our land is certainly not the only country going through this type of crisis. The government of Greece has imploded. Spain and Italy seem to be on the verge. And the entire European allowance is trembling and nervous. In our own land, it appears promises made to us by our government might not be kept. We are told that at some point, Social Security, the money the government has set aside to help us in our old age, will run out and we will not receive benefits we were promised. Benefits that we all pay to have secured. There is little doubt that the economy of the world is anxious and our expectations of our government might not stand as we wish they would. The events of this past week, and especially the debate, the debacle, really the circus, over the debt ceiling and what is really at stake, colored my reading and prayerful discernment of this week's lessons. Try as I might, I could not keep those thoughts from entering into my mind as I read and prayed with the scriptures we heard today. While it might be a long shot or just me, I think the gospel issues a challenge and wake-up call for us all in light of the global nervousness, of our country's nervousness. On its face, today's gospel lesson is a story of Peter and his impulsive love and faith. A love and faith which is weakened by doubt. Today's lesson is a foreshadowing of Peter's denial of Jesus during his passion. It is also a foreshadowing of Jesus' love and forgiveness of Peter. So today gives us some insight into the man we call St. Peter. We learn of his character. We learn who he is. What about us? What does today's gospel say to us? Now, I invite you to look at this parable as an allegory, 
or is a story that is symbolic or a symbol of a spiritual truth or reality. This is a story that points us toward, opens up to us a heavenly reality and truth. If we look at it that way, it has plenty to tell us. The symbols. Matthew 14, 24. But the boat by this time was many furlongs distant from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against it. The water is chaos, is isolation, is sorrow, is uncertainty. The water is death. In its truest sense, the water represents hell. The wind symbolizes the hostile forces in this world is always against us. It is our fears, it is our temptations, it is our woes and our worries. It is the evil forces in this world that seek our destruction and ruination. And the boat, well the boat for the gospel of Matthew, for St. Matthew, is always the church. The boat is the thing that keeps us safe from the chaotic waters and allows us to withstand the hostile wind. As the hymn goes, it is our shelter from the stormy blast. So then if we look at this morning's gospel as an allegory, we get a test. For if we look closely at the actions of Peter, we find something, we find that something caused Peter to sink. Something besides his love of food or the rocks he might have had in his pocket. Jesus tells Peter, come. So Peter gets out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. Peter cried out, Lord, save me. St. Peter had a faith and a love for Jesus. Of that, there is no doubt. Peter even performed the miraculous. He got out of the boat. Peter walked on the water and came to Jesus. But... When Peter noticed or saw the wind, he began to sink into the chaos. It was when Peter noticed the hostile forces. It was when Peter was confronted with his temptations and trials and fears that he began to sink. So then Peter's faith, when tested, was insufficient and he began to sink. The worries of the world weighed Peter down and even though he believed in and loved Jesus, he still lacked the trust that Jesus could save him. Peter also left the safety of the boat and stepped out on his own. And it is painfully clear from this gospel that on his own he could not make it. The hostile winds overcame him and he sank. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, I cannot tell you what the coming weeks and months and years will bring with me. I cannot tell you that everything is going to be okay. If I had to place a guess, I would guess that the hostile winds will continue to blow and become more fierce, the waves more chaotic. So there is no time like the present to contemplate this parable and what it means to your life and make amendments. Do you have more trust in the stock market for your salvation and your safety than you do Jesus? Deep down, does your sense of salvation come from the things you possess on this earth? 
Does the manner in which you live your life mirror the answers you give to that question? There are, there were, and there will continue to be hostile winds blowing against you. And it is all too easy to pay attention to them and to lose sight of your Lord. There are hostile winds blowing against you. Winds that seek to distract you and sink you into the mire. How will you defend yourself against them? A big part of the story and a big theme for St. Matthew is the boat, the church. The passage from the gospel we read this morning ends thus. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, O man of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. So Peter was sinking on his own. Faced with the hostile winds he could not withstand, he sank. Jesus rescues Peter immediately. And it is of note what he does with him, what Jesus does with Peter. Jesus does not allow Peter to continue to walk on the water. Jesus does not put Peter safely on the shore. Rather, Jesus puts him back in the boat, returns Peter to the safety of the church, returns Peter to the safety of the church where it cannot be missed and it is important that those in the boat worship him. That's what the boat's about. It is also of note that once Peter is safely back, the winds cease. Many a wise church father has said that there is no salvation outside of the church. It is impossible, they say, to be saved outside a life lived connected to the church. I think there's a lot of truth to that. We cannot withstand hostile winds of the world on our own. Left to our own devices, we will be distracted, we will be overcome with our own fears and our own worries, and we will sink into isolation. We will sink into a world of our own making. We will sink into chaos and out of the sight of God's light. So where is the church in your life? Is it the most important thing? Do you value it above all else? And does your life really and truly mirror the answers you give to those questions? And does the way you spend your time and your money testify to its importance? It is here in this place and within this community that there is salvation. It is here you will find Jesus Christ living and true. It is here you will find shelter from the stormy blasts. It is here you will find sisters and brothers that will give you courage and love and support that you need. It is here you will find a community that will help you stay focused on Jesus Christ. It is here you will find a community that has life and has it eternal. As the hostile winds continue to blow, and they will blow, And as the waves continue to press, and they will press, take time and consider your life and where your trust and treasure lie. Give thanks for Jesus Christ and his gift of the church, the ship that saves us from chaos and death, the ship that keeps the winds from distracting us from our love of Jesus Christ. And my brothers and sisters, let us live lives that show forth our thanks for these things.
the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.